What is up, guys? Welcome back to Where's the Remote. I'm here again with Alex. Alex, what's going on? Chillin' chillin'. Very upset. Why are you upset? Because the MTA is just all types of wonky. It always has been. And it always yeah. will be. And it'll it always be more expensive. But Welcome it'll only get worse. Just uh, move to Maryland and then it won't be a problem. Never. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. All right, well, moving on from that, um, we are our second episode, um, so hopefully things go a little smoother this time, um, but I think you guys are in for some good stuff. We have some good topics we want to talk about today. Um, we're gonna, we talked a lot about movies last week, um, with the exception of Stranger Things, but we want to get into a little more TV, maybe talk a little music if there's time. Um, but, uh, we'll just get right into what we've been talking about all the time. Alex, what have you seen since the last episode that gets you excited? Like movies or in general? In general, just anything. What's on your mind? Um, well, I saw Chicago last night, the movie, okay. not the play. And it made me want to see the play because, uh, hot damn, if that ain't some, Top Hot tier damn. <laughs> oh my god. And uh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, it's it's dope. And I've seen a whole bunch of uh Area 51 memes, which are just the oh cream of the crop of the internet. Yo, they're so funny. I was just texting Damien about it. He was like, yo, do you really think that uh if if we all showed up there that they would just start gunning people down? And I was like, absolutely they would. People That's are the gonna, US government. Yeah, people are gonna pull up. Dude, I well, I said this to you before. I don't think people are actually gonna pull up to Area Fifty One, but like the meeting spot, people are gonna pull up to that. They'll be like, "Yo, I'm ready," and there will at least be a couple people there that are like, "All right, let's do this. Who's coming with me?" And those people will die. It's it's sad. As <laughs> long they're as gonna, they're gonna die. <laughs> as long as Little Nas X is there, everyone will be safe. Dude, Little Nas X is just gonna lead the charge they're gonna have the speaker it's gonna be mad max you know what i mean but like instead of the guitar <laughs> dude it's gonna be little nas x um on the thing playing old town road speaking of mad max i just booked a ticket for uh the mad max movie party at alamo and i'm fucking hyped fire that's you gonna be see- like the yeah. new mad max yeah the new Ma- fury road movie of the decade it's a sick movie. If you guys haven't seen Mad Max Fury Road, get the fuck out there and see it. It's easily one of the best action movies ever made. Like Alex said, one of the best of the decade. So awesome. Uh, but going back to Lil Nas X, uh, what do you think of that new Old Town Road remix, The Young Thug, Mason Ramsey? So I think one of the – the reason the, the first remix works so well, like just him and Billy Ray, is because it's short, sweet. It's yes. like one verse, one verse, and it's done. It's short, sweet, to the point. That's like the the beauty of that song because it never oversteps its boundaries, and it just gets right into it, and it gets right out of it. With this remix, it's not that I dislike it. I disliked it. Like, individually. Like, <laughs> what's, it's like the sum isn't like worth the whole of its parts or something like that. Um, I don't know what you're getting. Again, with these like weird yeah, sayings that yeah. you can't put your finger on. Well, it's like, like I I enjoy Young Thug's part. I enjoy Mason Ramsey's part. That that little little twelve year old boy has flows. See, that's that's where we disagree. I I like the Young Thug part, but I could give a fuck about Yodel Boy. No, like, I, like I don't. It. I don't give a fuck about Yodel Boy. That little Yodel like, at the end. Hi, it's it's awesome. 
Um, but it's it just feels like like this version oversteps his boundaries, like especially when it it like cuts Billy Ray's part short to just like hop into to Mason Ramsey's, and it's just a very I like listen. All in all, this is the final push for it to like break that Billboard record for being like the longest number one or something like that. Um, yeah, he's gonna break that record because. And I, and, we'll go. What were you gonna say? No, no, no. I just like I'm cool with that. Like, let him do him because I think yeah. he's funny and like I do enjoy his project. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm happy for him, but like I'm definitely excited to see what's next. No, I think it's awesome. I mean, Lil Nas X is a personality. Like, he is just hilarious on Twitter. If you guys don't follow him on Twitter, get out there, hit him with a follow. He's just it's quality content. The crazy thing about this song, though, is that I think that the reason it's going to stay on these charts for so long is that it's just so like every kid in the world is listening to this song. I mean, I work at a summer camp um, and these like five-year-old kids, six-year-old kids are singing like riding on a tractor, lean all in my bladder. And I'm like, y'all don't even know what you're saying. Like what's going on? Like, it's just crazy that he has just like transcended just like hip hop and, his niche so easily with this one song. And that's what I have a lot of respect for him. He's going to ride this hype. Like he has said that he is going to like, people are like, when are you going to stop like releasing remixes or stop posting about this song? He's like, when you guys stop listening to it. Yeah, exactly. So he's being smart about it. He's going to get every single penny he can from this song. And I support the shit out of that. Cause like, Hey man, it's very hard to make a hit in this world. And he has made one hell of a hit and he deserves to just ride that shit. Ride till I can't can no, no more. more. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's like I th- I'm here for team. I'm team Lil Nas X for now. I think that's good. Exactly. Fun. Yeah, I got no problems with him. And if you're not, he'll kiss you. He will. He has said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> he might do that. Um, let's keep talking about music because I think that you know. We don't talk that much about music, but let's get into it. Um, Return of the Dreamers 3. Revenge of the Dreamers 3. Revenge of the Dreamers 3. It's so forgettable. Fuck. (laughs) Fuck. I'm an idiot. We'll fix it in post. It's fine. Um, I I liked it. I know you had some feelings about it. I personally enjoyed it, um, but I thought that, like you said, some of the tracks are forgettable. Um, but, uh, overall I thought it was good. I really, really love like posse cuts and just like big, like, like collab albums like that, that really put everybody's like best foot forward. You know what I mean? Like you get the best out of some of these guys. Like I was just telling you before guap dad, 4,000, like is some dude I had never fucking heard of. Um, but he's fired. Like he's super good on some of these songs like Costa Rica, like, I could sing that hook all day. Like, it's so far. Um, and, like, obviously the guys, the stars of Dreamville that we know, like J. Cole, Jid, Boz, Ar- Earth Gang, are coming out in full force. Um, and I think that they're all just putting their best foot forward, like I said, and I really love to see it. Um, I love to see that, like, what J. Cole is doing for these young guys is so real. Um, Alex, what were your thoughts on the album? Well, now that you're, like, talking about Cole, like, putting up all these artists is making me feel bad for talking down on it. But like, yeah, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Like I listened to it once 
Like I was walking to the bagel store. It was a beautiful day out, and like I was vibing with the album. It was. What, what'd you What'd you get from the bagel store? Uh, bacon, egg, and cheese on an everything bagel and an iced tea. The queen cream cheese. The queen cheese. I did not. Not this time. That also okay. before y'all try to clown me for this bacon, egg, and cheese with with cream cheese on it. Ten out of ten. Wonderful addition. Spice it I up cannot, every now and then. I cannot confirm, and this podcast does not endorse that move. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like there are a lot of standout hits on there. A lot of them were previously released, like Middle Child, Down Bad, um, Costa Rica, Got You. Yeah, like all those were great. But then like everything Lambo else, just, like these songs to me are just very forgettable. And like I'm sure if they came on, I'll be like, oh, like what is this? And then I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember when I heard this. And then I'll forget it. About- it's just a very forgettable album. And like J. Cole was coming out. I mean, he pretty much didn't have a bad feature for like a year and a half. So like to hear this, I was kind of like anticipating a lot more. Um, I think but, like, that there's. I think that there are some of the songs on there that like really hit. And like you said, some of them are forgettable. But I think it starts and ends really strongly. I think Under the Sun with like the baby and that That's surprise feature from Kendrick song. is awesome. The beat is sick. The sample's awesome. And then Sacrifices at the end, like I always talk about J. Cole. I love J. Cole. And I love that, you know, while he can spit bars with the best of them, like what really gets me hyped about J. Cole is when he talks about like really real shit. Like, like you know, when he's so active on the radio that he's radioactive. Yeah. It's... All right. All right. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. Okay. All right. The man's allowed to have some corny bars at times, but back to what I was saying, you know, that's why I think for your eyes only is his best album. Cause it's his most real shit. In my opinion, his most personal shit. Um, so hearing him rap on sacrifices that he's got another kid on the way, like that he cried writing that verse. I was like, damn, bro, I'm about to cry. Like you didn't need to do that to me. Um, so like I said, I think it starts really strongly, ends really strong. Um, I think standouts from the album, like I said, Guap Dad 4000, name I didn't know before, a name I definitely know now. Uh, I think Earth Gang really showed that they are serious. Um, they have an album on the way, I believe, and I'm pretty excited for that. Um, and again, just Jid, like this Jid takeover, like you know, Alex, I've been on the Jid train for a little while now. Um, going Jid. back to the Four Your Eyes Only tour yeah. when I met him and saw him in concert, I was like, "Oh my god, this dude is special." I forgot you met him. I did meet him. We got the t- first the first tweet on the "Where's the Remote" Twitter will be that picture. It will be that picture, and it you'll see that it's the corniest photo of all time. I'm holding like a frappuccino from Starbucks, and like, uh, I was just like, "Yo, dude, you killed it tonight." Can I get a pic? And he was just like, "Yeah." And like, I didn't think to mean mug it or anything. I'm just <laughs> smiling like a fucking dope. I I shaved my face right before that vacation, so I look like <laughs> a fucking four year old. It's embarrassing, but uh, it's fine. It's fine. But anyways, Jid really – I think that within two years, like, Jid will be one of the biggest names in rap. Like, he's already getting there now. DiCaprio, too, was fucking sick. He really can spit like nobody else. He has such a unique sound and such a unique, like, rapping style, his flows and stuff. Like, I just don't – you just don't see that from other people. And when he hops on a track, it's with just such – energy that he just takes over like he steals the tracks that he's on um like down bad obviously is is i think the one where he shows the most what he's got with that hook like that's a radio hit if i've ever heard one like for hip-hop and that song has endless replay value for me because 
he was just able to bring, like I said, the energy to the track and just make it what it is. Um, yeah, I think, even, and like and guys like Cole are on that. Like Jay Cole's on that track. I think Jid outshines Jay Cole on that track. I'm down bad. Yes, I really like that Jay Cole verse. So I, I'm a little. I mean, it, it's good. It's good. Um, but like, yeah, like the two most exciting voices in rap for me right now. Like when I first heard Jid, which is probably like right after his first project dropped, like a few months after that. Um, like I was like, this guy reminds me of how. I felt when I first heard Smino, who I've been listening to for a long time at that point. And like the fact that Jin and Smino are boys and kind of just bringing this raw, like wild energy to, to hip hop and just rapping in ways that like I, I hear it. And I'm like, yo, how do you even like think to rhyme these words? Like, how do you even flow like this? Like the things they're doing are just unbelievable. And they have, they both have great careers ahead of them. And I'm excited to see like how they work uh, together in the future, since like they clearly they clearly have a uh, some sort of chemistry. Speaking of collabs, and I've been thinking about this ever. Also, since why I do you saw... keep calling them collabs? What should I call it? It's a collab. All right, you gonna clown me? A col collab. It's a collaboration. It's short. It's short in form. Is collab. I have no problem with the way I'm saying it. But for you, Alex. The a collab I really oh I just said it again what the <laughs> fuck a collab that I'm really excited about or I really want um after hearing the XXL freestyle where they did it in pairs and it was Jid and uh, Ski Mask I like oh that's a match made in heaven for me because like I said both those guys bring such crazy energy to their songs and have such unique styles like hearing them both on Costa Rica I was like yo if I could have like a like my wish list collab album right now. Like I want Jaden Ski Mask on that, like right away. Ski Mask. He's fire, dude. You cannot deny. He's Some dope. of his songs are definitely ridiculous, but he's dope. He is out here. And that's not news. He's been killing it for I a while. I will say I'm not like out here like team ski like he's he's okay. Like I'll listen to him when he's on, but I'm not All right. Kidding. But take a step back comes on and you literally break your neck. So it's fine. I don't know what that is. Yes you do. You just are a herb and you haven't thought about it, but that's fine. I do that um, quite often. Like I probably <laughs> know that song and I've probably rapped Def- it before, but I have, like, I don't know. That, uh, all right. Whatever. Maybe not. I don't know. Who knows? All right. That's fine. Um, moving forward. Uh, another guy I wanted to talk about that we talked about today because we were joking about today is YBN Corday. Who? Who? Um, but uh, no, you know who he is. Don't fucking lie to me. Um, he dropped that song with Chance recently. Um, and for me, I was I wasn't really a huge fan of YBN Corday. Like I knew a couple of songs. The big song I knew from him. The big song I knew from him was Kung Fu, which if you guys have ever heard that, it's like a pretty ridiculous but like run of the mill like trap song with like a pretty hard beat. Um, but like to hear this like way more laid back real song that he dropped with Chance, which first in my opinion, has one of like uh, the best chance verse we've heard since coloring book, in my opinion, um, you know, better than any of those singles he dropped in my opinion. Um, so you all can fight me on that, but, uh, I think oh, that nah, that's a, like including his singles. Nah, you're crazy. No, I do think it's better than his singles, which singles, I mean, look, I liked those four. Okay. Maybe since like those four singles he dropped, like 65th and Ingleside. Yeah, yeah. 
Dude, his verse on Bad Idea, though, is crazy. It is. It's great. It's very classic chance. It is. And uh, that's what I want from him. Like, that's what I'm looking for. So um, there's that. If you guys haven't heard that track, go check it out. But, like, I was joking with Alex today. It was so funny. We were talking about it. Um, just to think from, like, Kung Fu, which is a ridiculous song, to this, which is just, like, it just sounds like a totally different guy. Like I would, if I was YBN Cordae, I would have been like, nah, I'm changing my name to something else. <laughs> like, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. And that's the thing, like literally before, um, gone home, it's called gone home, right? Which one? What chance? The chance one. It's called bad idea. Bad. I- <laughs> Way off. Before I heard, before I heard bad idea, I was like, you know, I don't know who this guy is, but I'm going to listen for chance. And then when I heard it, I was like, have I just been missing out on a great artist this whole time? Right. And you immediately were like, no, you're not missing anything. Like, this is such a one-off. <laughs> um, Which I hope I, it's not. I hope it's not a one-off. I and hope then when, when he did that song over 1985, like talking about old heads, um, like that's another, it, for those like who don't know, it's the the cover with like, it's essentially the Flower Boy cover from Tyler, the Creator, which is super weird, and I don't get why. Uh, I don't know if there's any history behind that. Yeah. Um, but I like, don't know that I've seen that cover. Yeah, look it up. It's it's really odd because like he doesn't mention Tyler at all. Um, so it's very weird, and I don't think they're like boys like that, but who knows. Um, so yeah, like I love hearing artists that kind of like come out of nowhere and like drop these weird off-brand songs like to me it's like i like when kendrick goes to like do trap stuff and just be like silly because like arguably the greatest lyricist alive right now yes. and he can he can be out here just like making not nonsense songs but like clearly not to pimp a butterfly level songs but they're still great and there's still such like a a sonic shift um but so i like seeing the opposite of that when it's kind of like these dudes that that come out of nowhere and just hit me with some like some real Wyatt, shit. Like, what's his name? Not it's the guy who's on like uh Frank Ocean's album. And he like what? sings one. I think it's not like Oh, it's Young Lean. Lean. It's Young yeah, Lean. Yeah, it's like Young Lean does one of the most like beautiful like melodies I've ever heard. I think and that's I'm like a sample. I think and that's I'm a like, sample I'll never ever listen way. to Young Lean. But yeah. like the fact that he just has that, he snapped for a minute and then bounced, like I'm cool with that. Yeah, like, I mean, I'd Playboy obviously Cardi prefer guys who want to do like, like more real shit. Dude, yeah. Playboy Cardi on Tyler. Let's talk about that. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm up. But that's like very classic Playboy Cardi. It's very classic. But like it works so well. I love that. It's awesome. Um, but yeah. Uh, last thing I want to talk about music-wise is Ed Sheeran. Um, the ginger. The ginger. And uh, we – I love Ed Sheeran, so I was – I was excited for this project. I will admit I haven't listened to the whole thing yet. Um, I heard Antisocial. I heard a leaked version of it a little while ago. Come at me, internet. I heard it. <laughs> Ladies and I gentlemen, it. we, we got, got him. <laughs> I, had, I had it on my Spotify months ago. Get at me. But uh, it was an unfinished version. Um, but when I first heard it, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be a banger. And it did not disappoint when that song released. The finished version, in my opinion, is sick. Um, so I think that that's awesome. I thought the Meek Mill song was really good. Um, I liked the Eminem and 50 Cent one. I thought that was good. Um, so I think just 
check out that album if you like Ed Sheeran. Um, bad. Uh, what's what we call it? Uh, Cross me. Yeah, that yes, song uh, is a plus. That's a, that's like a great chance verse. I think um, it's perfect. Like it's a perfect party slash like rap. Yeah, it's a pop it's a perfect hit. blend. Yeah, it's a radio hit um, for sure. I didn't really care for the one with Justin Bieber. I was like, oh, whatever. I, it's well, ironic see, that the song's called "I Don't Care," but uh, I, I enjoy it more now. I think I def- it definitely grew on me, but uh, I was underwhelmed. I mean, you put together two of the biggest pop stars in the world. In the world, yeah. I'm expecting something fucking fire. Like I'm expecting something I literally can't stop listening to, and that wasn't it. But uh, I like that song. <laughs> <laughs> I said to Alex that uh, iconic Bieber vine where he's la- where he's like, "I like that laugh." <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it never fails to make me just die whenever I hear it. Um, but what I was gonna say it was the song that I do have on repeat, the pop hit I can't stop listening to is Senorita with Camila Cabello and Sean Mendez. I know you haven't heard it, Alex, because you're lame. I definitely have not heard that, yeah. Dude, check it out. It's good. You know I love Sean Mendez, obviously. You do. Um <clears throat> but uh it's just so good. It's so good. And they're like dating now, I think. Everyone's Sean like and Camilla, oh my God. yeah. Everyone's like, oh my god, look at Sean Mendez carrying two cups in one hand so he could hold Camila's hand with the other. I was like, okay, like weird flex, but okay. Like, you know what I mean? I just listen. Wh- it's the little things. Alright. It is the little things. Um, but yeah, so we'll move off of that. Um, let's move into some TV. Alex, I know you're not really watching anything going on right now, are you? Um, am I watching like anything? I mean, like I'm still in the middle of Stranger Things, which I'll right. save my my opinions for the for when I finish the show. But here's a little teaser: I'm not liking it so far. <laughs> Big shock on that one. Um, yeah, I'm just in the middle. I've been very out of TV recently. I just finished Barry, which uh, shout out to them for all those Emmy nominations. Yes, um, Barry is sick. Check yeah, that out. Yeah, Barry is one of. The best shows I've ever seen. It it is very a lot of people compare it to Breaking Bad, and it's a not, weird comparison. It's a weird comparison when you hear the concept of the show, yes. but it makes sense once you start watching it. I'm not there yet. It's very close. I'm sure with this coming season, if it's even remotely on par with the past two, I will definitely yeah start making that like claim. Um, I don't even think that's just about quality. I think that's about no, like, just style. like yes, very much like the tone. This is definitely like a funnier Breaking Bad in a way. Yeah, I mean, it's just about the tone being so serious, I think, at times, and it just being really, really well done. And, and like the characters are really deep and well written, which I think Breaking Bad had going for it. If we're keeping it very real, I mean, like, so the basic premise for Barry is a hitman become, he wants to become an actor. And he doesn't want to be a hitman anymore. That's the like the elevator pitch. Yeah. That's a pretty ridiculous pitch. But at the same time, like Breaking Bad's one of the most beloved shows ever. But that show, you boil it down to, it's a chemistry teacher, a loser chemistry teacher who gets cancer and he starts selling meth and becomes a kingpin. Like they're both very like kind ridiculous. of ridiculous premises, but they produce such like inc- some of the most incredible moments of television ever. Yeah, for so, like, sure. Like I definitely I haven't even actually like I just thought of that comparison now and like it is very funny how ridiculous like the first up the first episode of Breaking Bad is absurd like with the tidy whities and everything you're like yo what is this show 
uh, and it definitely turns around and and becomes some of the most riveting drama ever. Uh, Dude, for sure. Um, we breaking are Breaking Bad. Goat. We are Breaking Bad house. Um, most definitely. Better than Game of Thrones. Do not add Most it. definitely. Um, but yeah, moving on from that, I haven't been watching a ton of TV. I did watch Barry. Again, shout out to them. Um, I sort of bounce around. I try to, I tried, like, I watched the first episode of Chernobyl. It was really good. Don't fucking fight me, but I haven't seen anything since. That was weeks ago. Um, just because I don't find a lot of time to sit down and watch something so serious a lot of the time. But I'll eventually get around to finishing that. But the thing I've been watching and really, really excited about is Euphoria. Um, and Alex, I know you're not watching Euphoria, right? Not, not for like any reason. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah. Um, and this has been making a lot of headlines. It's pretty controversial. It's probably like some of the most inappropriate shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but it's really, really good. We're like four episodes deep, I think maybe five. Um, and I just, it's like addicting. Like, I just can't stop watching it. Um, for those of you who don't know what Euphoria is, it is uh, an A24 produced show on HBO starring Zendaya. Um, Drake's an executive producer, if that means anything to you. Is she the only, like, big actress or actor in that? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Okay, weird, weird connection. I think that the one of the girls is... Uh, is the girl from mid nineties, like the girl who like sleeps with the kid. Oh yeah. You know what I'm, talk- you know what that, I'm talking that about? Scene. <laughs> That's geez. That scene. Um, shout out mid nineties fire movie. Shout out. Jonah uh, Hill. Shout out. A 24 looping it all always, in. <laughs> always. Always. Um, but yeah, it's about like these high school people. It stars. It's about, it's revolves around Zendaya. Mostly her character. Rue, um, is a recovering drug addict. Um, these kids are all in high school, um, and it really just paints a very harrowing picture of just like modern high school, you know, but basically like a version of it where like the worst possible things that could happen to people this age are like happening. Um, and it deals with sex and drugs and interpersonal violence and all sorts of like really serious topics. Um, but it's like I said, it's really, really good. Um is it handled in like a tasteful manner or is it like, it's tough to say. Okay. Um, cause it, Oh man, it's crude. Like, I don't want to like get too deep into some of the stuff they show on screen, but like, for instance, controversial, like topic, like they were put on blast basically on the internet because one of the episodes shows like 30 erect penises. Is it like all in the same frame or is it like throughout the course of the episode? It's like throughout the course of a scene. It's a it's it's not a spoiler. It's a locker room scene, but they oh. they show a lot of guys with dicks, a whole lot of pee pee, a whole lot of pee pee. You can't if you're this show is not for squeamish people. Well, listen, I mean, Game of Thrones had a lot of. No, it's not like Game of Thrones. I mean, yeah, uh, maybe maybe what's dude, happening in that scene dude, is, is different. Yeah, dude, it's not like Game of Thrones. Like it's okay. just not. It's just not oh god. Uh, there's one episode I want to talk about. I think it's like the third episode. We'll have a discussion when Oh uh, my god. One like Yeah, but Euphoria is really good and I think that it's really interesting to look at because a lot of the people watching it like the big question people keep asking is like who is the audience? Like who did A24 or like who did they make this show for? 
Um, did they make it for the teens who are living this life right now? Did they make it for adults who have no concept of what's going on? They must hate it. Dude, I, I can't imagine any old people like this show. It's crazy. Um, I am not an old person. I particularly really like it. I think it's good. I just finished watching the latest episode. Um, shit's getting crazy. Um, so watch it. You get invested in the characters. The acting is really, really good. Um, the writing is good. And like the style of it is just very, very cool. Like aesthetically, it's just very, very well done. Um, but yeah, go out there and check out Euphoria. Like I said, it's not for squeamish people. I, if you, if this show had come out like two, three years ago, I would not be watching it. Um, but, uh, I've definitely broadened my horizons with what I'm willing to throw on the TV. Um, needless to say, I will not watch it around my parents. Do not do that. It is not a family show. It is a show for you to lock yourself in your room and throw on the TV late at night and just be like, nobody come in here. I don't want anybody to see this. Maybe now you'll watch Nymphomaniac. Uh, Probably not. But uh, maybe I will. If only to compare how how crazy it is. Um, But yeah, that's Euphoria. Check it out. It's really, really good. Um, I'm also watching Big Little Lies. Um, I just started it like two weeks ago and like cleaned through the first season real quick. Um, and I loved it. I thought it was awesome. If you haven't seen Big Little Lies yet, check that out. At me. Um, at Alex. Yeah, you have not seen it. Um, it's just a powerhouse of acting. Like, Laura Dern, Reese Witherspoon, Zoe Kravitz, uh, Shailene Woodley, uh, Nicole fucking Kidman. Like, it's awesome. And then in season two, they fucked around and added Meryl Streep. Like, come on. <laughs> How do you come improve on. upon that? Come on. Um, there was a controversy uh surrounding this um with creative freedom and stuff like that but we're not going to get into that now i told alex i would get into it a little more once i finish season two um and i'll give my overall reactions on that but yeah big little lies is awesome go check it out i'm not i'm definitely late to the game here um but uh um you know check that out if you guys are watching stuff on tv that you want us to check out hit us up on twitter or uh our Twitter is what, Alex? What is it? WTR Pod? Uh, yeah, it is at WTR Pod. Um, so, yeah, if you guys have anything. It's at Where Remote. I'll probably change that. Oh, my God. <laughs> coming, at, at Twitter coming Remote. soon. Twitter coming soon. Check us out. Hit us up there. If you guys are trying to get in contact with us, that's the way to do it. Um, but we'll move on from there. Um, let me ask you a music question, Alex, because we Go. sort of. All right. What's your summer anthem right now? My summer anthem. Right now. Are we talking like... Like you're at a barbecue. You're out in Long Island. And uh, you got the boys. That, like when I come up for the barbecue. Yes. What, what, and you were like, yo, let's throw on some tunes. What are you putting on? The first oh, I'm song? not going to lie. I'm, I'm very much big into... And I don't really listen to her aside from this. But uh, Cocky AF... Oh my god! By Megan The Stallion, which let me tell you, and that's an old song too. That's like not that new. Yeah, but I I've been bumping that all it. summer too. Yeah. Um, and let me tell you, like Megan, like there's the whole like city girl summer or hot girl summer, and like city, city girl summer, like hot girl summer and city boy um summer as well, and and cocky AF puts the hot girl summer like way in the lead. That song makes me want to be on their side. Like, that song is so good. It's a banging beat. She's That's a just, crazy beat. 
She's stunting. She is cocky AF as the song, the titular the emotion. The titular role. Um, and yeah, it's just dope. Like, she's just coming in hot. Like, she's coming in with not a care in the world. Like, she owns the rap game. And like, I'm here for that. I'm here for for just flexing on everybody. And like, if you get uncomfortable by it, like, peace out. Like, she don't care. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to all the girls participating in Hot Girl Summer. <laughs> yes, big fans of Hot Girl Summer. Um, that's your summer anthem. I think my summer anthem is going to be probably either Down Bad, like I said earlier. I've been fucking with that really hard. Uh, or Antisocial, like I said, just those two songs I mentioned Antisocial earlier. could be it. Um, it's sick. That song's awesome. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Costa Rica, definitely on there. You know what song I don't care for? What? Um, while we're on this topic, "Money in the Grave." Have you heard that? Drake I actually have not. Ross? I have not heard either of the, like those two Drake songs because, quite frankly, I don't care what he's doing. Yeah, I, but... I mean, I listen to them. They're all right. Drake needs to retire. <laughs> Just yeah, go he... do go. Like, if he retired tomorrow and was like, "Yo, I'm done making music," but like, I'm gonna go on and do other things, like start a fashion label or like. Nah do some i just do something different i just like, don't want to hear about drake anymore i'd be okay with that i like drake but uh i don't know you I'm know my thoughts done. on drake but for I those did. who don't let me put it this way if drake cut down his albums to 10 to 12 songs i would consider him maybe the greatest artist ever right because when drake hits he hits on all cylinders like he is an absolute machine that churns out just like hit after hit, like number one after number one. But all of his albums are just so muddled and long. There is no artist in the world that I need an hour and 45 minute album from. It's just not like no one needs that much music in one setting. Like I don't care who it is. I don't care. Like, Kanye. What, what Kanye did for for Good <laughs> Summer, like the five albums, seven songs each, like that is why, like I'll listen to those albums four times in a row, just because it, you can. They're so short; they're like twenty five minutes each. Like that is, yeah, like That's seven. A drive. That's a drive exactly to work, seven to, to twelve songs, perfect length. Agreed. Agreed. And and that's just like what we need more of. And Drake just. And I get it. It's a business. Like Drake is all about the streaming numbers and the streaming world like made the music landscape an entirely different animal in and of itself. That's why there's all these radio singles that would never, ever, ever be radio singles in the day just because of streaming and and how that works. It's so convenient now. Like Bad and Bougie would be buried in the 90s because it wasn't – it didn't have those things that made it a radio single. But when it blows up in meme culture – and like Twitter and Vine and all that, like you have nothing else to do but to push that as your number one single. And it's very interesting to look at like the formula kind of being like ripped apart. Not that, not to say that people don't still follow the formula, but, no, uh, but it's, it's definitely very much, different. Yeah. It's a different landscape for sure. Entirely. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's our uh, one anthem so, summer anthem, a, uh, an underrated summer anthem, I'll say. More of like a low key one. Um, there's this guy called Koji Radical, K O G E Y Radical. Uh, he's some UK artist. He has a song called "Can't Go Back," and it's very much a mix of of like UK grime 
but he really sounds like Chance the Rapper. Uh, and it's just an incredible like summer bop, but it's very hard hitting. And it's just like, there's a lot of trumpets in it. It's very much Chance influenced. Uh, and I've been listening to it like crazy. And I would yeah, definitely you, recommend that song to, to anyone. You, you who's sent that to, to me. And I'm not going to lie, I have not listened to it yet. But I probably will now, because you said that. It's classic. It's classic Us. Um, but yeah, so let's get into movies. Um, let's do it. Before we talk about anything new, I have a couple of amends to make. Um, on the <laughs> la- Oh, here we go. On the last podcast, my fucking bum ass said that I was going to go see The Farewell. And the dingus that I am did not read the dates on my ticket. So I have a ticket for this week and not last week. So I did not see the farewell yet. Um, but I'm going and I'll still see it before all of you. So there's that. Fuck you. Um, no, but I didn't see it yet. So I'm making amends on that. And then I also did a little segment. If you remember called shit movie of the week, Alex, you remember that one? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I was talking about crawl versus Stuber. Um, I actually saw both of those movies this past weekend. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised, but not by Stuber. I actually thought Stuber was going to be a little bit better than it was, but the one that I really liked was Crawl. I thought Crawl was awesome, and I won't get into too much detail about it now because I know you're going probably going to go see it tomorrow. You haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is going to go under the radar, I think. But if you like, I, I'm hard-pressed to call it, like, I don't really know what genre to call it. Like, it is a horror movie, kind of, but it's... I don't know what it is, but it's, it's good. It's just good. It was really enjoyable. It kept me kind of on the edge of my seat the whole time. Um, it was gripping and it was well-made and I really enjoyed it. So go check that out. If you like gory thriller, horror movies, um, cause it's a really good one. It's cool to see Sam Raimi's influence still on movies. Cause you can definitely tell that he has some pull in those things, even as a producer. Um, so go check that one out. Um, Go see Stuber, I guess. Kumail Nanjiani's worth it. Batista's worth it. But I thought that the plot was just like very generic. And it wasn't great. If you want to hear more of my thoughts, you can read my reviews on uh, Letterboxd. Um, and we'll give you that handle at the end. Um, let's talk about some news we saw, Alex. The thing I'm probably most excited about, there's two big ones. Um, we saw the rumors coming out about Damien Chazelle's next movie. Um, oh, baby. If you don't. Oh, baby. If you don't know who Damien Chazelle is, he is the director of Whiplash. Have you been living under a rock? Yes, you have. Um, he directed Whiplash, La La Land, um, and uh, First Man. And, and, and th- those aren't cherry-picking like his best movies. Those are back-to-back-to-back. Yes. Jam, like gems. Bangers. This man came out the gate swinging and is not stopping anytime soon, it seems. And if you think about, he's an Oscar-winning director. He has so much clout in the game already. You can tell that by the, <laughs> you can tell that by the actors that he works with. I mean, in his first feature-length film, Whiplash, Miles Teller, J.K. Simmons, legends. J.K. Simmons, did he win that Oscar for that movie? J.K. I don't know. I don't remember. I know for sure he was nominated. Um, Whiplash is fucking awesome. Um, and then obviously La La Land, Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone. Like what? And then First Man, he got Ryan Gosling back. So this time, that brings us to a rumor. Um, the rumor is that Emma Stone is likely going to be the lead in his next movie, um, which is awesome. Big Emma Stone guy. Love her. Um, 
And uh, so that's really, really exciting. I mean, he is the kind of, he's at that status of director where studios are ready to give him like a fuck ton of money and just be like, go do it, do your thing, make something fucking awesome. And he'll do it. Um, The other piece to that is that we heard that Brad Pitt is also in talks to star alongside her. Um, Brad Pitt, Emma Stone, Damien Chazelle. Yeah, I'll be there opening night. Alex, thoughts? I mean, yeah, it's a winning, that's a winning combination right there. Uh, I, I have no reason to doubt like Damien Chazelle at this point. Like you can't, you really, yeah, you can't like first man is a masterpiece. La La Land is legit. One of the, it's in my top 30 of all time. Like that movie yeah. could be on anytime and I'll watch it for sure. And whiplash is just like, it's such a strong movie. That that's very like bare bones in if like you heard about it on first like someone just explained it to you you wouldn't really be so intrigued but immediately like from its presentation like that movie is next level and it, yeah, it it's is. just so good like whatever he makes a movie about it will be absolutely fantastic yeah for sure um, easily one of my favorite directors um, and he's young too like he is not like some legends so like we will like this will be like like we said his fourth movie you know uh, fifth technically but fifth technically but really his fourth yeah um so we'll you know definitely be seeing a lot of damien chazelle and you know we're just lucky to lucky to be here lucky to be living in this time what a time I, to be alive i love those meme it's not like a meme but it's like yo like humans have been alive for however many millions of years in theory or like evol- like the world has been a thing for like Mm-hmm. however millions of years you just happen to live at the same time that frank ocean is alive <laughs> thank god just, thank god it's like oh it's the best because you know like you said what a time to be alive you know we got a lot of good shit going on right now That's um exactly as always yeah. people always say like i wish like i was living in this decade in this decade like yo first of all yeah, they had like all their all like everyone's gonna wanna be at the first Woodstock and like everyone wants to live through Beatles Mania and and all this stuff, but like the fifties and sixties and seventies, like every decade had their own share of problems. Like so don't be like, oh, these years are so terrible, like everything else was perfect. Like, yo, people could beat their wives back in the day. People like racism was legal, like there was mad problems. Loki, we still have all those problems. Yeah, we do, but at like, least we have Twitter. Like we have cool things too. You know what I mean? <laughs> we <laughs> you know? live through Twitter. We live through Twitter. Um, so let's get to the next piece of news we got going on, and this is that Taika Waititi um is back on to write and direct Thor four. Okay. Four. Thor. <laughs> <laughs> If that's not the title, I'm suing. Um, and if it is the title, I'm suing again. But uh, <laughs> but that's like really exciting for me. I know you had mixed feelings about Thor Ragnarok, um, but I personally really liked Thor Ragnarok. I think a lot of people did. Um, so this is really exciting. Taika Waititi's awesome. What We Do in the Shadows is dope. Um, Fantastic movie. Yeah, he's really awesome. I think w- this means that we will be seeing a similarly toned movie as we did in in Thor Ragnarok, which is okay, because I think that Thor's character remained relatively consistent between then 
through Endgame. For sure. Um, not to spoil. Oh, is it? Am I allowed uh, to say anything about? It? I'm not going to say anything crazy. I mean, I feel like it. It's like our second biggest movie of all time. Like you could get light with it, but okay, Fat Thor and like the jokes that you know his character, the jokes written about his character. Um, I think that is going to stay consistent, and I think that goes well. Like I think that that will go well into Thor four in this I, vibe. I as as stated, I don't particularly enjoy Thor Ragnarok as much as everyone else on the internet seems to. Um, but I definitely it's not because I dislike the direction Thor has been like taken over the past few Marvel movies. Um, because like I think that he's the freshest he's been. And like he's a genuine character that I enjoy now. Um, but my problem with Ragnarok was the subject matter doesn't match the tone and it becomes a very tone deaf movie. Uh, it definitely like values style over substance. So I'm hoping that with Thor 4, it will be a little more consistent among the two and like it won't feel so one sided. And hopefully they give Watiti a lot more. Uh, freedom to kind of make the movie that he wants which will hopefully in turn be a much more like cohesive uh like entry in the mcu yeah i think because so. jokes don't make like a joke every scene doesn't make thor a good movie and makes it a funny movie but it does not mean it's like a good movie and i, I feel like i'm hating on it a lot right now but i there are many reasons like why i dislike ragnarok um, it follows the same journey as like Spider-Man Homecoming and Iron Man 3, for example. Uh, there's a lot of problems I have with it. I don't have a problem with it being funny as stated, but there are there are moments that shouldn't have humor. And uh, hopefully they've learned that like through Ragnarok. Let me ask you a question. Do we see Guardians of the Galaxy in this in this movie? Well, so that's what's weird now is that I mean, Ragnarok is arguably a, like a, a ripoff of the Guardians, like visual humor and like visual style. And now that James Gunn is coming back to do Guardians 3, we're going to have two movies very close to each other in release date that also seem to be like taking from each other. So I don't know if, if Thor is going to be in Guardians 3 or the Guardians are going to be in Thor 4. It's going to be very weird. Um... I would like to see some spillage uh, in either direction. If anything, I, I'll say I hope Guardians 3 is a lot more of like a standone because I love that, that like little family they have and I want to see that dynamic like finished off and capped in like a, a meaningful way that James Gunn wanted to. Um, so I definitely hope to see, if anything, the Guardians in Thor 4 as opposed to like Thor just being in Guardians. Yeah, I agree with that. I also think that, like, just to wrap this up, I think that we had a lot of really dark, like, a lot of darkness in the MCU between Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. Um. So I think that, you know, things will lighten up for a little bit for the next sort of arc of it, the, the overarching, you know, story. We'll see some, like, lighter themes going on. And that was all really kicked off by Spider-Man, which was awesome. <laughs> I do. Excuse me. Oh, my God, I'm dying. But um, yeah, uh, let's get off of that. Um, I asked you a little bit about this, and I said I wanted to talk about it, but we'll just get into something a little more general here. 
big movie theater pet peeves. Um, now, now this, I I complain a lot. You guys will probably hear that, <laughs> but uh, I I recognize that going to the theater is it's a toss up because sometimes it'll be great and sometimes there'll just be one person there that like won't ruin the whole experience for you, but like you can't stop thinking about it. Um, so I'm gonna, you know, there's like classic ones, you know what I mean? Like, oh, this guy wouldn't shut the fuck up during the movie. Like, obviously no one fucking likes that, but like, I want to get into a couple things that really bother me specifically. And then you guys can let me know on Twitter if I'm being a dickhead. And then Alex, you can give a couple of yours. If you got some, I have a big one. I'm going to get into a couple of mine. So my first one uh, is, okay, I'm going to tell a story, and this is going to do it. When I saw The Art of Self-Defense, and Alex, I told you about this immediately after, because it was pissing me off. Um, This guy sitting next to me was interesting, to say the least. He, his laugh is really what, what like pushed me over the edge. I'm going to attempt to recreate this for you, but you would see something on screen. It would just be like something weird, not even funny, something weird. And he would go, <laughs> I was like, are you, I like the first time he laughed, I looked at him and I looked at the people next to me. I was like, yo, are you kidding me? Like what? And like, all right, I get it. People have laughs. Like, not everybody's laugh is as, as good as other people's or as nice to hear as other people's, but like, okay, that's fine. But if you're laughing at literally everything, like even shit that isn't that funny and that's how you laugh, like, yo, leave. Like that shit fucking kills me. I was, I was very upset. I was very upset as Alex, I told you, um, I feel like a dick complaining about people's laughs, but it just pissed me off, man. I was just, it's all I could think about. You know what I mean? It almost ruins the jokes. Um, another one is people coming in late to the movies. Oh, yeah. Um, now, this is something that I'm sure pisses off a lot of people, but like, uh, this is going to make me look bad, this story, but I'm going to tell it anyways. We When I went to go see Toy Story 4, um, <laughs> did I tell you the story, Alex? I think so. And, uh, the movie's starting, not the previews, the movie's starting and people two rows in front of me are walking in late and they're just standing there. And I literally yelled in the middle. I was like, yo, get the fuck down. In like, Toy Story 4. In Toy- <laughs> Look, it, was a- <laughs> it was a 10 o'clock showing. There were kids there. So I'm sorry to those kids, but I was pissed. I was like, yo, I paid money to go see this. Sit the fuck down. Like, do not bother. Like, that shit just gets me mad, man. Like, it's just a lack of awareness for other people. Like, what were you doing? Uh, the like, the biggest you- problem is, like, a lot of people assume, oh, I've paid for this ticket. That gives me kind of free reign. Like, I've paid so I can do what I want within this space for this time frame. And that's, like, so not the case. And people just think because they're in a movie theater that they can just do what they want and, like, there's no consequences. But, like... Dude, the, like there is no – like some crazy dude could literally get up and just punch you. And like yeah. they could do the same thing like outside the theater and they could do the same thing inside the theater. Like you should never ever 
you shouldn't act differently in public than you do like in a movie theater. Like there you're in public just because you're in a silent, like dark room, you're still in public. And just because you paid for that ticket doesn't give you the right to ruin experiences for other people. Like it's sure. And yeah, like there are some things that are definitely more like okay than others. Like there are some people who like, yo, you shouldn't eat. I'll never forget this. The second time I saw the favorite, at a New York film festival. Um, I was, I, I slowly ripped open a bag of M&Ms and it was at a part that was silent because I knew what was coming. So I knew like when not to open it during dialogue. And this was at like the beginning of the movie and someone leaned to me like from a few seats down and was like, you have to be quiet. And in that moment, I really wanted to just tell them the end of the movie and then get up and leave. Cause I, di- I didn't care. I did not. And I was a little more, <laughs> courteous but still like in a situation like that that dude's an insane person there was nothing happening and like but see i disagree with you because i probably wouldn't have handled it that way and you're opening a bag of evidence that's fine but like to get to my next pet peeve like when they're like sense the silence in the movie and know when you shouldn't be shoving fucking popcorn at your face well, yeah, like, silence playing with the yeah. bag. Like when there's silence during a movie, you need to like recognize that and not ruin the moments for people. And that yeah. just happens all the time. My brother is a big culprit of that. Not to throw him under the bus, but he is just like it'll be a quiet scene or something in some suspenseful ass movie, and all of a sudden you'll just hear him pouring a million bunch of crunch in his mouth. And I'm like, yo, you have to stop. Yeah, see, like, like silence doesn't give you the go ahead, but this was more of like it was the credits. Like it was the opening credits. So like, okay. Yeah. No, I mean, that's kosher. It's not like, like I, you, you watch someone get shot and it's like, like, it's not that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll never forget when I saw a climax. Um, there was this like couple on a date and I don't know if it was their Jeez, first date. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why climax. you're going to climax on a oh date. That is God. not a romantic movie. Bet they're not still together. They must be into some freaky, freaky stuff. <laughs> yeah. But every time he would eat popcorn, he would throw it in his mouth and go. <laughs> and I was like, this has to be a gag. Like, this cannot be how you're eating popcorn. And like, he was doing it throughout the movie. And I was just too like enveloped in the movie to really like say anything. But I, it was quite annoying. And it's just like things like that. Like, don't be obnoxious. Like, if it's an accident, like, okay, but don't be overt. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, like when I I told you about this when I saw Crawl, the lady sitting next to me, she like, she sat down right as the movie was starting, and she was just the total package of terrible moviegoer. This woman was taking entire handfuls of popcorn during a suspenseful movie, entire handfuls of popcorn, looking at them, and just shoving the entire thing in her mouth all at once. And I was like, relax. The popcorn will be there. It's not going anywhere. Like, take it easy. And on top of that, she was yelling at the movie. And, like, anytime anything crazy would happen, she'd be like, oh, my God, what's going on? And I'd be like, shut up, you yeah, dumb bitch. Me, shut up. That's a big no. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'm kind of passive aggressive. So and I guess you definitely don't don't get that side of me after i just told that story about toy story but uh well, I've, i you've you're very like you will tell them like i've seen you countless times be like shut up sit down you told those like that family or it was like a couple when we saw um 
don't remember what we, oh, it was three billboards. And you literally turned around and was like, we don't want to hear your conversation. We want to watch the movie. Like, so that's the cra- and that's the funny thing because like I guess you you obviously have mad stories about me doing that, but the amount of times I've wanted to do that in comparison is way higher. Okay, yeah. See, I, I've so never. It depends on who I'm with. If that's... I'm there by myself, well, see, that's not an example. If I'm there by myself, it really depends. It depends on who the person is, and it depends on how I'm feeling. But like, if I'm there with you, yeah, I'll say anything because you yeah. better back me up, yo. If they come, I after actually me. saw a great um thing on Twitter that someone recommended, like for people who are being rowdy uh, during uh movies and shout out to bailey at loverboy media for for tweeting this i want to give him his credit awesome content creator awesome film critic um he just loves movies and you should check him out um, Yo, bailey bailey ask him out he wants to ask him out very nice all right continue uh he said like if you go up to them and say hey i work at the theater but it's my day off if you continue like disturbing the like movie like i will like get the manager to come get you. I'm like, they that's will a baller move. And it is. And they'll listen to that way more. Like if I'm just like, yeah. Hey, can you stop talking? If they're like, yo, stop being a herb. I'll be like, well, I'm not going to fight this person right now. So like I would back down, but like no one's going to really talk to an employer like that unless they're crazy. In which case like be ready to fight. <laughs> and there are a lot of crazy people out there. There are, there are be more than anything. Like, be safe. Like if someone's clearly escalating the situation, maybe like get security or something. Like don't well, try dude, to take that's, it into your own hands. That's like what we talked about before. Like that's why Alamo's the goat. Shout out Alamo Draft House. Right. Because they have their whole system in place. Because anybody who's never been to Alamo, it's a theater. It's a chain of theaters. It's the it's the theater. chain of theaters. And they have <laughs> they have like these cards that you write your orders on for food and stuff. But if someone's giving you a problem or someone's like, you know, talking or on their cell phone or something like that, you can write down on the card like this person, like to like in relation to where you are, like this person over there, like won't shut up and they'll like go handle it discreetly. And like if they get one warning and then the problem persists, they will kick them out of the theater with no refund. Uh, and like you rarely have to use this. Um, yeah, like I've, I've been there like literally a hundred times in the past year and a half um, alone, and like I, I've literally only seen one disturbance, and it was like a random occurrence, um, and it was handled immediately. But like everyone that's going to Alamo uh, theaters, um, like they're all like film fans. It's ran by film fans, so like everyone's taking it seriously, both the staff and the patrons. Like you won't get texters, you won't get talkers. Um, these are like people who are going to see the movie and like turn their phones off. And I think it's like, and it like me personally, I hate it. Makes me so mad. I will unfollow people that I follow who like post snaps or Instagram videos like from the movie theater, like in the middle of the movie. Yeah. It's like, even if it, like, I don't care that you're in the movies. I don't care that you got a big bowl of popcorn. I don't want to see your feet and a blurry image on screen. Like, don't do that. Like, and it, it's not even a problem of, like, you're disturbing the movie. Like, although when I saw La Llorona, um, there was this chick, like, a few rows up, and she literally had her front-facing camera, like, with the flash on on Snap, like, recording the whole row for no joke, like, two minutes. Like the bar was just going and I was like, yo, 
No one can. And she was like flipping to the screen. See, like that's an instance back. where I would have told her to shut the fuck up. I would have been yeah. like, put your fucking phone away or I'm throwing but it. It speaks to a larger problem of like, can you really like not just disconnect for, for an hour and a half? Like, are you, you that? Like no one. And, and it's such like a, a gross thing to see like how often it happens of like, yo, put your phone away for two hours. Like you won't die. It's okay. Like the best part about going to the beach, which is obviously only a summer thing, but like when you get to put your phone away and just disconnect for seven, eight hours at a time, that's the best part of the beach. And that's only in the summer. But like in the movies, if you're going like every now and then, like it's still like a disconnect. Like you from for a little while, you can just turn off and like go into this other world. And people don't let like that immersion take over them, which is like a that makes you enjoy the movie more. Like if you're just enveloped in, in whatever you're watching. And sure. uh, if you're on snap, like, yo, I got mad popcorn. It's like one, I don't care Two, You paid like $18 for this, put your phone away and like get the money. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, I don't annoying. Know. it's definitely annoying. Alex, did you say you had another one, like another big pet beef you want to get? Into? Uh, it was pretty much like the eating, like the popcorn okay. person and the snap thing. But, uh, yeah, just so don't like, like, don't be an asshole, I guess. Yeah, I mean, so in case you couldn't tell, Alex and I are big movie theater snobs. So don't don't try some shit around us, cause uh, we'll go get the manager. Okay, I will tell yeah. on you. I will tell. Okay, one. I'm gonna tell us one last story, and then we'll wrap it, cause we're we're getting up there. Um, I one time you were there. We all went to go see uh something i don't know this is back in binghamton was it the halloween story i don't remember what it was but you'll probably know um and we get in there and there's just you know how sometimes you show up and there's people in your seats and it's like one or two people (laughs) we show up there with a big squad of people i mean like it was like what like six of us at least and uh there was like an entire family in our seats like a whole row of seats taken by not us and everyone was like, yo, like, what do we do? I don't want to tell them. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm not just going to go sit somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> you were all like, oh, I don't know what we should do. Like, no one want to go tell them. So, and I, I didn't either. So I got the usher. <laughs> and we we watched this whole family, like, really sadly move. Uh, they were in the back row of the theater. And we watched them all get up and go to the front row of the theater, which is a sad place to be with your whole family. I will say, though. There are a few things more rewarding than like when you go and you see someone in your seat and it's like, oh, they're going to have to move. And they always try to fight it. I hate people. Well, no, I hate people. Before I let you finish, I hate people who are like, no, it's fine. We'll just sit somewhere else. I'm like, no, the fuck I won't. Because I buy my tickets early. I got them in the middle of the row that I wanted them to be in. and I'm, I'm not sitting anywhere fucking else. You can take that to the bank. You can fuck off. You won't even let like you and me switch seats sometimes, which is the funniest thing. But well, anyway, that's like <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, yeah, like there has been times where I've been like, "Yo, this is my seat," and they're like, "No, it's not." And I'm like, "Now the ticket's right here." And they'll look at me. They'll already be fully reclined in the chair, and rather than put the recliner they'll back just get in up. position, which is way more harder for them to like shimmy out. And then, like, it's just a waste of time for me to, like, it's just put a it, big like, fuck you. I mean, I but, like, how awkward would it be? Like, if you're just, like, waiting. watching them, like, slowly putting down the chair. It's like, mm. but it's so weird, like, 
they'll just leave and like go to another seat. And it's like, yo, like I'm cool with like, I mean, I've snuck into movies before. Like I've done double features, like back in the, the days of pre- I did the opposite of that the of other a, day. Of a pre-reservation like seats. But like, yo, if you're just getting up and going like to another seat, it's like, dude, like what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, like the other day, like I went to my small, <clears throat> excuse me, I went to my small AMC near me and uh, I was going to see two movies back to back, Crawl and Stuber. And uh, after Crawl, I could have easily just walked right over to the Stuber theater and went in. But no, I went and I had them scan both my ticket, like my ticket for the second movie. And then I went in like a good Samaritan, like a good human. Be good to your movie theater workers because they'll fuck you over if you're not. I just know it. Um, but yeah, Alex, anything else to add before we wrap up? Um, are there any, yeah, no, I don't think there's really anything big. Um, don't go to area 51 if you were planning on it. Don't fucking do that. They will shoot you. I promise. Like, don't do it. Yeah. um... I hope, I hope nobody here is dumb enough to think that that's a real thing. And if it's successful. Fuck yeah. Shout I want to. We're gonna have an alien on the there. podcast. Damn right, we do already. You can guess which one. Um, ooh. ooh, but yeah. Um, so that's gonna wrap it up for this episode, guys. Um, episode two is a success. Um, thank you again for listening. Um, like and subscribe to the podcast if you like it. Give it a review on iTunes. Um, it's much appreciated. Um, you can find me uh, on Letterboxd, Instagram. Uh, Twitter at Josh Lempert, J O S H L E M P E R T. Um, find me there. If you want to hit me up, hit me up on Twitter or something. If you want to tell me I'm a piece of shit or something like that, it's fine. Just hit me up. Um, Alex, where can they find you? Definitely going to plug my letterbox to this time. Uh, my letterbox is a G person. Um, my Instagram is Alex Paps one, A L E X P A P S the number one uh like the number not spelled out and my twitter is samurai paps samurai p-a-p-s i'm definitely gonna be the best to talk to on twitter um so hit me up there hit I me thought up. for a second you meant like yeah i'm way better than this guy at talking on twitter i was like what the fuck does that mean i mean but my twitter is pretty far which you don't want them sliding into insta dms yeah i, I hate insta really so uh, Everyone go sliding to Alex's Insta DMs. Go do it. Let's do it. All I, damn. All I keep thinking about is just how much I want to find a girl who's like, all right, let's go to Climax on a date. Like, yeah, like, what's <laughs> up? I just need that. But yeah. All right. Thank yeah. you guys for listening. Peace out. Have a good one. Peace. Morning.